You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. doing good amen praise the lord amen i hope you are doing well and if not i hope that you leave better hallelujah you know sometimes it feels uh you know sometimes we can wake up with a bad morning but when we get into the presence of god things start to shift and get we can leave a little better or a little bit better perspective and so that's what i pray that uh, if you came in like that that you leave um a little nicer, a little better, amen, with a better smile. Praise God. Today I want to minister on the mind. And I entitled this message, Change Your Stinking Thinking. Change Your Stinking Thinking. Amen. Tell your neighbor. No, don't tell your neighbor. (laughs) Tell yourself, I need to change my stinking thinking. I don't know about you, but all of us, we need a mind change. We need to change our, the way we think at times. Uh, life gets to us, and so our, our, our mind and our thinking process can sometimes change because of circumstances. And so uh, we, we need to change the way we think at times. Can somebody say amen? You see, most of our battles come from the mind. So sometimes they're, they're good, and sometimes they're bad, because there are times that sometimes we feel like a nut, and then sometimes we don't. <laughs> because we are, have to understand that we need to change our stinking thinking. If we can just change the way we think at times or when we're acting like a nut sometimes, if we can just change our mentality, I think things will get better. Or things can be all right, amen, if we can just simply change by the way we think. See, most of our battles are won or lost in our minds. So we need to change the way we think. Can somebody agree with me? We need to change the way we think, amen. If we can shift the way we think at times, we can win most of our battles. Whether it's anger or bitterness or rage whether it's lust or understanding or being unsensitive or worry or doubt, anything that deals with the mind, amen, which is really everything that we deal with in life, amen, it comes from the mind. So if we can change or we can shift the way we think during those times that we think wrong or those times that we feel like a nut, amen, uh, we'll be able, able to overcome some things uh, and be better disciples of Jesus and be stronger people of faith. Can somebody say amen? So how do we do that? And the Bible says that our minds needs to be renewed, right? How? By transforming it. Romans chapter 2 verse, uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 2, the uh, living, uh, New Living Translation says this. 
Don't copy the behavior or the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Amen? Renew means this, to make like new, restore to freshness or perfection, to make new spiritually, regenerate, revive, or to make extensive changes in, to rebuild. Amen? God wants us to be transformed by renewing our minds. Amen? He wants to restore freshness. He wants to revive some minds in this place. Uh, for most of us, amen, uh, it's a major overhaul. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, there's times that our minds are so cluttered with stuff and junk, amen, that we need an overhaul in our minds. Who needs an overhaul in this place, amen? Come on. Let's just be real. Can we get real? Let me tell you, you talk to me more, we can get out here quicker. Oh, well, there you go. She's hungry. Hallelujah. See, most of us need an overhaul, right? Come on. Anybody stress out here? Anybody go through some things? Amen. Every, every, you ever got some bad news? Amen. You ever, you know, bad report or whatever it is? And there's things in life that, that sneak up on us, amen, that sometimes our minds can start to wander. Our minds can start to, to go wrong instead of good, amen, at times, even though we are in God, even though we're serving God, uh, we still face situations, uh, we still face circumstances, we still face things in our lives and that sometimes we allow those things to change the way we think at times. Sometimes we just need an overhaul because we just feel overwhelmed. Come on, somebody say amen. See, God wants to transform us. And this comes by living and, and by living to honor God and obeying God, which is only possible through Jesus Christ. Because we can do and be all things through Christ. He can, he can, he can make us strong, amen. We, we can change. Come on, somebody. You don't have to stay the same. You don't have to think the same. We can become a new person as long as we're leaning on Christ. Come on, Ephesians chapter 4 11 to 13 says this, not that I'm ever in need, for I've learned how to be content with whatever I, I have or whatever I'm going through. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, through every storm, through every battle, through every trial that comes my way, whether it's, it is with a full stomach or empty, with the plenty or the little, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, hallelujah. Right here you got to understand, uh, Paul says, you know what, I, I don't have it all together. I, I still go through some trials. I, I still go through a battle. I, I still go through a storm, amen. I, I still face some things that I go through uh, that sometimes my mind sometimes wanders or, or starts to worry. Uh, but then it says, you know what, I learned the secret. Uh, whether I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay or, or whether I'm not doing okay, amen, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, somebody. Anyone excited today? That, you know, God is our sustainer. He is the one that we can do these things. You can get through that trial. You can get through that sickness. Uh, you can get through that storm or whatever you're going through, not on your own strength, but you need Jesus. That's why we're here today. That's why we gather today because, you know what, we need something a little bit stronger than willpower. Willpower to take you so far, church. 
then you'll break. Jesus will take you all the way. He is the sustainer. He is who we're, this is who Paul was talking about here. He says, man, I know what you're going through. Come on, here's the great apostle Paul, amen. You know, one that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, a powerful man of God, yet he's testifying that, you know what, sometimes I go through mind battles too. Sometimes, you know what, storms hit my life too, uh, but I've learned the secret. The secret is Jesus. He is the secret, amen. Paul was saying, you know what, we do this by not copying the ways of the world, amen, or, or not doing our own way of things, amen, or, or not giving into the flesh. Come on, somebody. Come on. You ever fleshed out? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> We all gone through it, amen. We all blown it at times. The Bible says that there's none perfect, not one, amen. That we all fall short of, of God's glory, amen. We we think things wrong sometimes. Come on, somebody. Or did you get like instantly saved, saved once we were gone for that week, amen? Because of the ways of the world and the ways of the flesh are usually Selfish and often corrupting, church. Come on. Because in our minds, we think what we want. Or, or what, what, what we, so there's sometimes, you know what, we, we simply just think wrong things. Come on, somebody, let's be real. We, we sometimes just don't think the right thing, amen. So we need to change our stinking thinking. Because sometimes you feel like a nut. And sometimes you don't. Almond Joys has nuts. The mounds don't. <laughs> if you guys remember that commercial, amen. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be a nut today and I'm going to eat this one, amen. <laughs> we need to change our, our, our minds, church. Listen, changing our mind is not refusing. But changing the way we think. We can't just refuse the ways of the world. We can't just refuse the ways of the flesh. Listen, it's not just saying no. And I know that we need to say no to sin and yes to God. But if we want change our, our stinking thinking, amen. Come on, some, saying to ourselves, no, I'm not going to do that. Or no, I'm not going to think that. If we can really be we, uh, really we, uh, real today, how many know that sometimes that doesn't work? Come on, have you ever said to yourself, I'm not going to do it? And then you did it. Come on. Come on, I, I'm not going to think that. And then you thought it. Come on, let's be real. Come on, you, we, we said, man, I'm not going to go there. And you went there. You know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to hold my tongue. But then, then, you, then you let it go. Oh, man, I want to tell him something. And then you say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And I said, you just went out. Am I talking to anybody here? Amen. We, we say these things, amen, and I know that, that deep down inside of us, no one wants to say something wrong. No one wants to do nothing wrong, amen. We're, we're Christians. We go to church, and so we, we know we don't want that. But then there's things that, that rise up, amen, inside our lives, amen, and, and we start to Think the wrong way, amen, and then you, you, you catch it, and all of a sudden, I'm not, not going to go there. I'm not going to do that. And then we end up doing it. Well, I'm here to let you know you're not alone. Paul, the great apostle, 
dealt with this. In Romans chapter 7, 14 to 25, it says this. I want you to listen to this. It says, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. Somebody say me. For I am too human, all too human, a slave to sin. That's all of us. I really don't understand myself. For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that I'm, what I'm doing is wrong, it, it shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing the wrong. It's the sin in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I want to do, uh, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I don't, if I do what I don't want to do, am I really the one doing the wrong? It is a sin living in me that does it. I've discovered this principle of life, that if I want to do what is right, then I do wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another power within me that's at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that's still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God that Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen, he is the answer. Come on, somebody. You see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but it's my sinful nature that I'm a slave to sin. See, the answer goes back to Jesus. That, it, you know, here is Paul saying, you know what, I want to do what is right, and I don't do what I, and I end up doing the wrong thing. I, I want to do what's right, but I do wrong. And he's going through a confession here. And he says, you know, I struggle with this in my mind, amen, because of not that, that I don't want to do it, but it's a sin inside of me. We're all sinners, and we're saved by God's grace, amen. Come on. And so there's the flesh that's still that we're at war with, amen, that, that, that battle in, that's inside our mind. We're at war with our minds to do the right thing or where the mind wants to do the wrong thing. But here he's saying Jesus Christ is the answer. He goes, I thank God that the answer is Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. He's the way that we can change our stinking thinking. It's only through Christ. You can go through classes, you can go through positive thinking classes, you can go through all kinds of stuff that's out there, but let me tell you, when push comes to shove, your flesh will rise up. God's the one that can maintain it in our lives. Amen? We do it by having our minds made up. You've got to have your minds made up, church. It has to be made up in our minds, not by refusing, but by changing. See, if we refuse to do the wrong thing, we're always going to give in to it. It has to already be in your mind that you don't think like that no more. Right? You don't act like that anymore. It's not refuse, because if we refuse, no, no, I'm not going to do it. Guess what? You're going to do it. <laughs> Come on, let's be real. So you're going to battle with yourself. because Each time that rises up, each time you want to do What's right, amen, but in, the, in your mind it wants to do wrong and you start to just, I'm going to refuse the wrong. I'm going to refuse not doing the wrong thing, amen. Then you're going to get, you're in a war to yourself. And when you're doing that, church, you're going to lose if you don't have Jesus. 
Jesus has to be, you've got to change. God, I don't want to be that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. See, I was delivered in me because I didn't want to be an alcoholic anymore. I didn't want to drink anymore. I didn't want to be that person or, or the person I became when I drank. Amen. So I asked God, you know what? I don't want to just refuse alcohol. I don't want alcohol. I want to hate alcohol. I want to change God. Change me into the person that you created me to be. And that's a son that lives for you. Amen. That died, that you died for. Amen. That I'm a changed man because I changed. I made a change. In my mind. I didn't refuse that no more. Alcohol is not a battle for me no more. Why? Because my mind is different. I got changed mind. I, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. I'm not refusing it. There's not a battle or war inside of me for that. Are, are you guys understanding me? There's a mind made up that I don't want to be that. See, you can't just refuse not being a good husband. You got to make up your mind to be a good husband. You can't just refuse not being a good wife. You got to make up your mind to be a good wife. Those are things that you got to make up in your mind. Says, I want to be. Anyone want to be different here? Come on, we want to be. You got You can't just refuse not being your. You got to say, God, I want to be you. I'm done with that. I want to be made better. I I want to think right. Why do I think like that? You ever drive and a thought just comes in your mind? A bad thought? Come on. You're like, where did that come from? You open the doors. You entertain something. You watch a program. You saw something that entertained that. It's in your mind, amen, and it just pops in. And so you got to control that and say, you know, what the heck, where did that come from? you got to throw that garbage out. Come on, somebody. Man, so I, I, I allow some garbage to come into my life, so i got to remove that. Now i got to come to God and say, God, forgive me for thinking that thought. God, I, I, don't, I don't want that. I don't want that to creep back in my life. And don't think that you're strong enough to say, you know what, I got it. I can stop it. I can refuse. No, you're going to go at war again. You got to be made new. You got you to make up your mind that you want to do the right thing. Come on, it has to go deeper than just saying no. I said it has to go deeper than just saying no. Come on, it has to be planted. It has to be rooted. It has to be embedded in our lives by letting God, by allowing Jesus to transform us into the new person by changing our stinking thinking. Come on. Second Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things are brand new. Hallelujah. You're a brand new creation. If, you're, if you are in Christ, anyone in Christ here? If you are in Christ, amen, and Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, amen, he comes into your life, amen, and he makes you a brand new person. He throws all your old away and he makes you brand new. So that now that we know that we're a new creation and we know that it only comes through Jesus Christ, but not only through Christ, but we have to allow the Holy Spirit to renew, re-educate, and redirect our minds. He's the helper, right? Remember the helper? Remember he says, I, I need to go back to the Father, but I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you someone that's going to help you with the things of the world, to help you with your mindset. I'm going to send you a friend, amen. He's called the Holy Spirit. 
He's going to come and he's going to help you through this. And so not only do we allow Christ to change us, but we have to allow the Holy Spirit to renew us, amen, and renew our minds. And that's when we are truly transformed. Transformation not only comes accepting Jesus Christ, but allowing the Holy Spirit to work inside of you and to re-educate you and redirect you or wash our minds. How many know that we need our minds washed? Come on. Uh, sometimes you hear the people in the world say, oh, you go to that church, you're just, gonna, you're, just, you're just getting brainwashed. But we need our brains washed. Hallelujah. There was, I mean, there's a lot of junk that came in my life. Amen. If I would have came in this place with my bad mind, I, I was bad. My mind was thinking. Come on. Don't agree with me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, my, wife, my wife can testify that. I, my mind was not right. Took time, and my mind's not still perfect. I just like Paul was saying, I don't have it all together. I mean, there's time that because I live in this flesh and the battle's within the flesh, it's the sin that's within me that still at times rises up. Amen. It's a Christ in me that, that tells him to sit down. You're not have position here. You're not going to be that anymore. And so there's things within me that there's a battle. But you know what? My, you know, as I have Christ in me and I allow the Holy Spirit to work inside of me, now I have victory. Now I, now I can... Now my mind is made up, amen, that I'm not that anymore. That used to be me, but that's not me no more. Jesus came into my life. The Holy Spirit changed me. And it's when you allow him to come in and direct you and allow him to be your friend. Because how many know that he is your friend? Come on, he's the comfort. He's, he's your guide. He's our teacher. That's why he says, I'm not going to leave you alone as orphans. I'm going to send you someone that's going to help you through life. And that's the Holy Spirit. But we have to do our part and take our responsibility as well. Can somebody say amen? See, you have to make it personal. You have to make it personal. I made it personal with God. I said, God, I'm taking this serious. You know, I don't want to be saved one week and doing my thing again next week. God, I don't want to be that person. I don't want that God. I, I, I know where I've been. I know who you are now. I want you. I, I want the whole blessings of who you are. I want, I want your word in my life. I, I need you, Holy Spirit. You know, Holy Spirit has to be a friend that you talk to every day. Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm leaving my house right now. I'm going to work right now. I'm going to need you right now because that, that girl on that, my job uh, or that guy in my job gets on my nerves. And sometimes I feel like, you know, what, you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. And so you need to get that off my mind. I need to walk in your, in your righteousness. I got to walk in your power. I got to walk with your love. Come on, somebody. I got to walk in your spirit. God, I want to be different. I want them to see you in me by my conduct and by the way I live. And no, man, there's something greater than just me being good. There's something greater. I don't get the credit. I don't deserve any credit. Amen. The Bible says that there's nothing righteous inside of us, that we're filthy rags before God. But with God and Jesus Christ inside of us, come on, we are powerful, church. You got to make up your mind. You got to take responsibility. You got to make it personal by telling God, I don't want to think like this. God, I don't want to think like this. Why do I get evil thoughts at times? Why do I get lustful thoughts at times? Why, God, why do I go through these seasons, God? Why, why do I feel like sometimes just taking someone out at times? Come on, let's be real. <laughs> taking someone out, hallelujah. 
Come on. You have never pictured yourself choking someone out. Oh, you have. Come on. If you're married, you, you picture that one time or another. Hallelujah. <laughs> Who said all the time? Amen. That's, that's wrong. <laughs> Come on. We got to tell God, I don't want to think like this. You see, we become brand new through Jesus. The Holy Spirit does his part, and then we do ours. You got to take responsibility, church. If you really want change in 2019, you're going to have to be still in God. And you're going to have to surrender your, your whole character to him and say, God, this is who I am. Change me. Change me. I mean, I think I told you a few weeks ago or at the beginning of this year that, you know what, go to God and say, God, what's wrong with me? And let him show you. The wrongs in your life. How I many know you ask God that question? He'll show you. See, a lot of people don't go to God like that because there's things within our lives that we know, but we don't want to give up. We don't want to change. Yet we want all the benefits of God. We want all the blessings of God. Come on. But we're not doing our part of changing what we need to do. See, God wants to bless you. How I many believe that? He, he, he really wants to give you something. He really wants to release blessings, but then we're not, we're not doing our part of what, what needs to be changed. It's just like telling your kid, you know what, well, if you do this for a week and you, you keep this clean and you throw the trashes, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll reward you, I'll bless you at the end of the week. If that person doesn't do that, you, but they still come expecting, where, where is it? They're like, well, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, I deducted, you know, my, my grandson comes to me like that. You know, he throws trashes, and, and, and so he, he expects a, a, a blessing. And so he'll wait for the last week and finally throw the trash where he shows it to me on Friday, throws it away, says, okay, where is it? I said, what happened Thursday? What happened Wednesday? Man, I threw the trash. I know you did it, Papos. And he believes himself. I think he got that from his mom. <laughs> but he says, I, I did throw it. I said, no, you didn't because I threw it. And I said, till I see a straight week, I come home, that, that garbage is empty, then I'll bless you. But you ain't getting nothing, buddy. I love my grandson, but he ain't going to get nothing from me like that. He's going to learn that he has to give. He has to give something in order to get something. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, I, I ain't going to train him like that, amen, because he's going to expect the same thing from God. We think he's God, he's almighty, he's going to love us, he's going to bless us, amen. And you think you can do whatever you want to do, and he's still going to bless you. No, you're fooling yourself. And I'm not saying God can do anything he wants to do. But in most cases, you'll be stuck the way you are until you change. And now he'll see the efforts. Now he sees you taking it more personal. Now he says, you know what? My little daughter is taking this serious. My son is taking this serious. Boom, I'm going to bless. Boom, I'm going to strengthen him. See, we've got to change the way we think at times. Come on, somebody. We have to change the way we think. God moves through that, but we have to take our responsibilities. We've got to do our part. Jesus does his part. The Holy Spirit does his part. You have to do your part. And if you're serious with God and you really want all that God has for you in 2019, how many want that? I mean, everything that God, you want something, you want to come over that hump, that struggle that you're going through, that thing 
then you've got to change. And the thing is, you don't need, God don't need changing. You need changing. You've got to change the way you think because you're, you're still analyzing. You're still thinking the same pattern. Your, your thinking pattern is still the same. And all you do is you, you give a little effort, amen, and, and all of a sudden it's not working out. So your mind goes back to saying, give up. Stop it. It's not working. All this stuff. And then you mess up again and then you're in a deeper hole. Come on, somebody. Now you, gotta, now you realize, man, I should not have done that. Now I've got to go back to what I need to do. And then it makes the process harder. But then it comes again. There's a cycle again. Because our minds have not been changed. Come on, somebody say, hey, man, you've got to do your part. Paul shows us what the part that we need to do. And Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, don't worry about anything. You know what? we got a lot of worriers in the church today. And worrying means you don't trust God. Now, worrying is an is a, is a emotion. Worrying is something that we all deal with. And that's okay, but it's not supposed to control us. Because we have Jesus. Come on, somebody. We are saved. So Paul here says, you know what? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Bingo. Hallelujah. There's an answer right there. Don't worry. Pray. He says, tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. See, we've got to understand Paul here is saying don't worry about anything. Really seems impossible at times, Right? Come on, because we all deal with the worries of life. We worry about the job. We worry about the home. We worry about relationships. We worry about our kids. We worry about health. Amen. There's a lot of worries in life. Can somebody say amen? Come on, but Paul's advice here is to turn those worries into prayers. In other words, worry less, pray more. See, that's the problem there. We allow worry to take over. We sit with worry, we have lunch with worry, we, we go to the movies with worry, we, we do everything with worry. We drive in the car with worry, come on somebody. We, 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 we are entertaining worry instead of praying. Let me tell you, if you turn those worries into prayer, you'll have a prayer, powerful prayer life. Come on somebody, I'm talking, you have a powerful prayer life. You'll learn how to pray over that worry. you know how to turn that worry into a powerful Testimony. Come on, somebody. Listen. Worrying does not empty tomorrow of its troubles. Worry empties today of its strengths. Let me say that to you again. Worry doesn't empty tomorrow of its troubles. Worry empties today of its strengths. So whenever you start to worry, church, when your mind starts tripping and you start thinking, stinking, and you start to feel like a nut, when that flesh starts to rise up inside of you, Paul is saying right here, stop right there. As soon as worry starts to come on the scene, he says, stop right there. Get a hold of yourself. Get a hold of your mind. And pray. You got to pray right there, church. You got to pray at that very moment. Because it's that very moment that you can win or lose that battle in your mind. You got to grab a hold of that. See, the problem with most of us, we don't do that, if we can be honest. Come on. We don't worry. We let the worry show. We let it show in our character. We let it show in our voice. We let it show on Facebook. 
those that post things in Facebook of worry, you're denying who your who your God is. Come on, we should we should we should put things that are positive, not negative. That the world saying, see the the devil laughs at that. He says, ah, I got their I got them not believing, not only not believing and trusting God and worrying, but now they're telling the whole world that they're worrying and they're a Christian and they're not believing in God. They're not trusting God. This is, this is an attack of the enemy. This is an attack to the church right now. We're allowing to become worry Christians. It's the truth, church. And the truth hurts sometimes. But I'm here to tell you the truth. Because I want you to have life. The truth will set you free. And we got to really understand ourselves. You know what? I'm doing that. I'm not even displaying my God to a place where he should be placed at in my life. You need to stop, drop, and pray. When these things start to rise up, you need to stop, drop, and pray. See, when you go to your knees to God, he will help you stand up to anything, church. You go to your knees to God, he'll help you stand up to anything. Paul says, tell God what you need. Tell him what you need. Don't complain to him. Tell him what you need. God, I need a peace of mind right now. God, I need your strength right now. God, you know what? I'm getting overwhelmed. I need, your, I need you to come and, and do something right now in this situation because I'm about to lose my mind. And then thank him for the things that he's done in the past because that alone, church, will remind you that he's a good God. That alone will tell you what I came through before and I'll come through again. Come on. So when we start to thank him for past things, it reminds us, you know, I tripped back there. I, start, I got a hold of myself and God came through. He's going to come through on this one too. And then start to thank him for, well, the thing that you're praying about right now that it has already happened. God, he's already saved. God, my kids are already all right. My child is saved. My child is healed. I'm healed. Whatever it is, you start to speak that in faith. That's being still and knowing that he's God. It goes on to say in Philippians 4, 7, when we do that, and it says this, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds any Thing that we can understand. Peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So peace comes when we don't worry, but we pray. When you start to see God, you feel the peace of God. Come on, if you're going to God and you're seeking him like that and telling him what you need, he'll come and he'll comfort you. The Holy Spirit will come and comfort you. The word of God will come and comfort you. Come on, there's, there's a peace about that church that when we as disciples of Jesus Christ worry less, as we as followers of Christ start to pray more, we will experience a peace that surpasses all understanding. Because peace is not the absence of trouble, church, but the presence of Christ. That is true peace. God's peace is different from the world's peace. True peace is not found in positive thinking. Just think positive, sister. No, that stinks. That doesn't help you. When a push comes to shove, you're going to blow it. Come on, somebody. Or the absence of trouble. That's not, the, that's not true peace. Or when everything feels good. Peace is not even when mama's happy. 
you know, if mama's happy, everybody's happy. That, that's not true peace. Peace comes from knowing that God is in control, church. That's where our peace comes. It comes from God. It doesn't come from mama. It doesn't come when there's no trouble. It doesn't come when everything's going well. No, true peace is from God. Knowing that he is in control of my situation. Philippians chapter 4, 8 and 9 says this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true. What is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and praiseworthy or worthy of praise. Put, keep putting into practice all that you have learned and received from me. Everything that you heard me uh, from me and saw me doing. And then the God of peace will be with you. Hallelujah. So he goes and he says, you know what? Don't, don't worry, pray. When you don't worry and you start to pray, then you're going to experience a peace that's going to come. And, and understand that we don't know how he does it, but it comes. It, it surpasses all understanding. And then we, all we do, then now, now we've got to put our minds right. We got rid of stinking thinking, right? But now you've got to clothe yourself again. So once you, you have to understand, anytime you remove something, you have to ask God to put something. Something has to get replaced, other that old, otherwise that old will come back on. So you got to take off whatever your stinking thinking is and put on. He says right here, put on those things that are true, those things that are honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think of those things that are excellent, praiseworthy. Put those things into practice. Start thinking on godly things, not just positive things. Listen. We put our minds to, whatever we put our minds to determines what comes out of our mouths and it comes out of our actions. We have to change our stinking thinking, church. Paul is telling us to put our minds, fix our thoughts on those things that are true, honorable. Put, those, put our minds right that are, that are right and lovely. Fix our, our mind on the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Put them on heavenly things, church. That when you're going through these things and you ask and you pray to God to help you, help, tell them to help you to focus on, the, on your mind, to, those things that are good, those things that are pure. So when your mind is getting overwhelmed, say, God, I, God, I, I, right now I've clothed myself. I've clothed myself right now on those heavenly things, Lord, those things that are true and, and positive, Lord, in you, Father God. I, I put my mind, Lord, on those things that are admirable and worthy of praise. God, I put my mind on you, Jesus. See, it's not enough just to hear the word of God. It's not just enough to read the word of God. It's not enough even to know the word of God well. But we have to put them into practice, church. You can have all the knowledge, but if you're not doing it, it's nothing. If you're reading and all you're doing is reading and doing nothing with it, it's nothing. If you're hearing and coming to church every Sunday, Wednesday, or every time they're preaching, and you hear the word of God, and you know it and doing nothing with it, then it's nothing. James chapter 1, 22 says, be doers of the word, not just hearers, deceiving yourselves. Another translation says this, 
Don't just, be, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. His word, church, living inside of us, leads us to obedience. His word, living inside of us, actively living the word inside our lives, leads to obedience. If we start to really read the word of God, we really start to apply the word of God in our lives, it leads us to do the right things for God. We start to live a holy life. This isn't that what God wants from us? He says, be holy for what? I'm holy. We have to be holy people, church. And, and let me tell you, without Jesus, we, there's no way we can do that. There's no way unless Christ is inside our lives. And then when those things come up or rise up, amen, we can grab a hold of it right there because we stop, drop, and pray, right? We get a hold of that. We're not going to allow it to overwhelm, uh, overwhelm us. We're not going to let worry come in. The worry's going to come in, church. Why? Because we're human. Feelings are going to come in. We're human, but we cannot allow emotions to drive us and take us away from trusting God, take us away from being still with God at those moments. Yes, it hits us. Worry comes in and says, okay, worry, I'm going to put you aside, and I'm going to stop, I'm going to drop, and I'm going to pray right now. And God's going to come right now, and he's going to bring a peace that's going to cover my situation right now. That You know what? It seems like, man, something just hit me, but now i got God's peace upon me. Now when I got God's peace, now I got to start thinking those good things. God, I'm going to place my thoughts on your word. I'm going to place those things that are admirable, honorable, those things that are worthy of praise, God. And once I start to focus more on you, guess what? Worry has to leave. Worry can't stay there because now you got God there. And so he kicks worry out. And so now we can get victory. Come on, somebody say amen. Now our minds are changing. Not only are you refusing now, but you're making up your mind that this is who I am now. I'm a child of God. I belong to Jesus. He's my father. I'm his child, and he's going to take care of me because that's what a good daddy does. He loves you guys. He's your papa. You know, you have a name for God, a cute name, papa, papi, whatever you want to call him. You can get personal with God. He's my, he's my pops. He's my, he's, my, he's, he's, he's my father. He's God Almighty, but he's my father. He's my friend. He's my everything. I can talk to him like that. I know, Dad, I'm going through a hard time right now. God, I need your strength. Papa, can you help me? My mind is going wild right now. I, I need your peace. And he comes and he comforts me and, and he embraces me. And I feel the warmth of his love, amen. And I feel, start to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and, and then it just reminds me, it's going to be okay. You ever got that hug? You know, that hug, hug, where you said, oh. and you just release it and say, you know what? Thank you. I needed that. See, some of you guys need to get hugged by God. You need a hug from God. And only a hug like that comes when you're still with God. And that means you're going to trust him. Where you just say, I feel good, God. Thank you. I feel your presence, God. I thank you for coming. Just like a friend that came. I thank you for coming. I, I was losing it, but thank you. You felt, felt that from a good friend? That's how God is for us. The Holy Spirit's our friend. 
to help us in those times. I'm going to close today. And what this, what we really need to do is just change our stinking thinking, church. Come on, if we wanted to succeed in 2019, I think we need to give God our minds. I think we need to release these thoughts inside of us, and the things that we think, man. And, and, and I'm not saying, uh, you know, all of, for some of us, we're okay. We, we got it. But for some of us here that are going through the cycles, we don't got it. Our, our mind is still controlling us. And we need to give that, that mind to God. We need, to, we need him to transform it by renewing it inside our minds. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit. We've got to do these things. We need to start by worrying less and praying more. We need to start to tell God what we need and start thanking him for what he's done and what he's going to do. And fixing our thoughts on those things, like I said, that are good and pure. When you start to just focus on the good things and the things of God and the best, you know, the good things, you're going to have a good day. That, that is probably the best way to start a day, church. How many know that prayer is a good way to start the day? Come on. Stop dropping pray in the morning even before the troubles come. We, the problem with us, we pray when the troubles already got here. You know, we need to pray before all that. That's why Paul says you got to crucify the flesh. Every single day, crucify the flesh. Crucify that, that, that man, that old woman that rises up, that has an attitude or whatever it is. You know, our minds lead to our attitudes. Our minds lead to our actions. So we need to crucify that, right? Paul says, and then what? we got to put on the what? The armor of God, right? Once we take off, we put the armor of God on. So that's, that's for the war. We're in a spiritual battle, church. And the devil's out there. To, he's, gonna, he, he's out to get you. Just because you're, you're, you feel good and, man, you know what? He's not going to touch me more. I, I think he's scared of me. No, no. He's, he's planning an attack on you. He's going to take you out. He's waiting for the right time. He's waiting for you to lay down that sword or, or not forget to put on the armor or whatever it is. He's waiting. He's seeking. The Bible says that he's like a, like a roaring lion. He's, he's seeking he, to devour you. He's not, he's not a friend. He wants to take you out. So we got to put on the helmet of salvation, right? The, the, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the breastplate of righteousness. Come on, the, come on, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, right? Which is the word of God. So you have, we have an armor to go forward against our enemy. But now we got to dress our minds. we got to think those good things, church, to help us the way we think and stay out of trouble. Can somebody say amen? Paul goes on to say, and I'll end with this. Philippians 4.9 says, keep putting into practice all that you have learned and received from me. Everything that you heard from me and saw me doing, and then the God of peace will always be with you. Isn't that, that what we're really truly looking for, church, is peace? I don't know about you, but man, it feels good when it's just peaceful in my life. And things are not going haywire. And even if things are, to feel that peace, say, you know what? Everything's going to be all right. And we're there to help each other and remind each other, be still. Remember? Be still. Remember? Remember. Be still. Tripping? Be still. See, that, that has to be a saying this in 2019. When you see someone freaking out, be still.
Be still. Why are you tripping? Be still and know that he is God. This is a powerful banner, church. You don't even know how powerful it is. Because God's really speaking to us in our way we think and our actions that we do by telling us to trust him more, by being still and then knowing that he is our God. And when he becomes your God, church, like that, he becomes your everything. And you become more than conquerors through Jesus. I'm ready. I'm ready to take on whatever's coming my way because I know that God has my back. I know that battles are going to come. 